Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Slaughter Podcast will be discussing topics that some listeners may find disturbing. If you're still with us and you're looking for a well-researched, funny and insightful true crime podcast, this isn't for you. (laughs) Welcome to episode three of Slaughter. I'm Lucy. I'm Emma. And uh, we're happy to be here again with you. Loving it. How's your week been? Uh, I've been super sick. Um, I've had, I think, norovirus. And do you know when you've done so much research into murder and you've watched Mar- Marianne Cotton documentary? And you Stop start- saying it's a documentary! Documentary! drama. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and you start suspecting everyone of poisoning your food with arsenic. So I went to stay with my mum... And I start. I've, I've been up and down and getting sicker and better. I reckon she better. would poison you as well. I, re- I was that, starting to look at her differently. That's definitely her style. So a lot's been happening this week um, in terms of politics, but we are not going to talk about politics this week. You came here for murder. We don't judge you for that. We no. accept you. You come here with that love, and we take that. You join us, and we will not talk about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton on this podcast. No, and not because we're ill-informed. <laughs> but that doesn't help. Um, but this week does mark a big milestone in our podcast's career. It does indeed. We got our first ever one-star review! One-star review! But they didn't tell us how to improve. <laughs> it was... Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, they they just flat out hated it. Yeah. And my favourite bit, really, like, I've got to appreciate it, like, to an extent, because their main thing was that words failed them. Like, they couldn't, dis- they, they said, words could not describe how bad this was, but they took the time to write some of them down. So, <laughs> really pushing through the barriers there. I, mean, I don't want to sound like a really angry, bitter person, but this is free. Yeah, I think you have to listen to this. No one's making you listen to this. In fact, we're just doing it for fun. I think some people are really like have a um, a different idea of what this setup is. (laughs) Like it's literally we've had a wine. We're in my living room with the tiniest microphone you can imagine. Yeah, thanks so much for everyone that has been listening, and we have had some great reviews. So thanks for those. Okay, so my murderers today are John Shaw and Jeffrey Evans, and I think we officially need to, because of me, and I take full responsibility, make it UK and Ireland true crime podcast. Good clarification. Because these are from Ireland, and um, I 
I don't even know which bits are in the UK or not. So uh, <laughs> we've said... separated by water. Yeah. Like it's fine. There we go. But they were born in Lancashire. So anyway, oh, sort of that fit. totes counts. Yeah, Jeffrey Evans was born and grew up in Lancashire, and he was pretty vile. There's not a lot about their childhood. Um, have you heard of these, Shaw and Evans? What sort of time period is it? Uh, 1970s ish. No, no, not many people have. Was but a twinkle in my dad's eye. Yeah, not. I mean, they're really bad, and not many people have heard of them. Um, so they, there's not much information about how Shaw and Evans met, but they were both in prison, so I'm assuming they met in prison. Um, I'd like to think they were in the queue for dinner, and he was like, "Oh, do you want that slap?" And he was like, "No, you can have it." And from then on, they were best friends. Yeah. Well, that might be how the beautiful, beautiful story happened. I mean, they they were both a disgrace. To be best be friends, murderers, like you've got to be pretty like serious pretty rare, best friends. Because like, if you're in a relationship, I understand how you can be totally enthralled by that person and like you do anything for them and uh, get swept up along in things. Not that I'm going to be coerced into murder myself. Like, but I mean, for two none of my friends... Tinder dates have gone that well. <laughs> but. For two, like for to two have your friends, friends to have a it. weird fascination. What are the chances? Oh yeah. <laughs> so they had um, both been involved in rapes and burglary and thefts, killer three, uh, and they were wanted by the police. So they were released from prison, and then they were still wanted for some reason. I I don't know the details. This is not well informed, but this is what I found out. And then um, they fled together to Ireland in 1974. So they both thought. Right, well, we'll just we'll just leave together. We'll just go on the run. We're not going back to prison. Um, this is so adorable. This is like the male Thelma and Louise. Oh, well, it's not. It's really not. So far, <laughs> so far, so far. I mean, I'm, I, I I've feel got pride the romance. No. So Evans was the brains. I think basically, Shaw was pretty the low IQ. The beauty. The he was bringing the face. <laughs> All brawn brains and brawn um and he and so evans took charge of their plans and they basically made a pact when they left for ireland that they would break into houses rape the women in them and then murder them oh so that's the plan like once we get to ireland it's gonna be awesome yeah we're gonna we're gonna go out we're gonna drive around paint the town red houses with the blood of our victims do a bit of rape bit of murder move on to the next place for for money as like a way of they were gonna t- yeah they were gonna steal but also i mean they didn't have to rape anyone the, yeah. i mean the, like that's the, the thing the about rape is you never have to do <laughs> the, it the, the rape's just for yourself isn't it the, the, <laughs> the pure murder, selfishness the murder and the theft we should just call it selfish sex selfish sex i'm sorry we don't mean to downplay rape it's not at all a horrific problem um uh, and they they decided they were going to do this to one woman a week. So I mean, With the time scale as well. This is a long term plan. This it's very plan. like that's so rigid. Like, okay, this used to be fun. I was enjoying myself, and now you're nagging me all the time. Like, come and get a rape done. Come and get a rape done. Like, surely that takes a lot of the excitement out of it when it's like, oh got to do it this week <laughs> I'm genuinely getting quite fed about I'm project- the message that we're sending out about rape I'm just thinking like I don't know as a partnership 
Like you think a murder spree, if that's what they're into, I mean, would be all about the thrill of it. I didn't realise it would be so like, we're going to stick to the schedule. Yeah. No, I mean, it's very precise, isn't it? Whereas a lot of murderers kind of, they just kind of go for it and there's like a, a couple of weeks not all I mean there's like a, yeah, like they go on a like for a long period of time but um, this this was very controlled I mean they didn't they didn't do a lot really to be honest out of this plan it wasn't a long term thing that happened so after making this plan they um, were discovered in Cork and they were put in prison the end no not the end we wish <laughs> we wish um, so due to an administration error Someone signed the wrong form in the wrong place or something like that. The two were both released after 18 months at the same time. That's really bizarre. An error that freed them both. You'd think a, a mistake might free one. Yeah. About, I, I think, I mean, these administration Sharon errors. was having a bad day in the office. She'd yeah. run over a cat and she just couldn't focus. She's like, sorry, I used purple pen. I couldn't find the blue one. They're going to have to let them go. I got really told off the other day because we have to use red pen for one register black pen for another register and I couldn't find a black pen so I used a pencil and dear god the post-it note that came back for me <laughs> passive aggressive this post-it note. is an official document and must be filled out accordingly I was like bitch go over it in black pen if it bothers you so much oh my god I'm gonna, I'm gonna have an administrative error that sticks a black pen in her face the men headed towards Britus um, and they happened across Elizabeth Plunkett who was age 23 and she had had a fight with a boyfriend and walked out of the pub and it was raining and she'd gone I'm just gonna walk home and that's exactly the kind of thing that I would do if I was annoyed I'd be like nah fine I'm gonna walk home I'm gonna cut off my nose despite my face you're gonna feel real guilty because I'm gonna walk home it's five miles it's gonna take me hours but I hope you feel real bad about this so she headed home in the terrible weather um, and the two men stopped and offered her a lift and she said yes. She accepted. And this is the 70s, so I guess it wasn't as unusual to hitchhike. I know that it was far more common even 20, 30 years ago. I don't know. I still think don't get in a car with strangers no. would, have, would have been a big message for anyone. Yeah, I don't care what time it was. Um, So they drove her to Castle Tymon and they raped her in the woods repeatedly. Mm. Um, So she was just used and abused. They then choked her to death with a nylon sleeve. Uh, Shaw completed the act. Evans was the boss kind of ordering them around. Oh, so Uh, it is like... Brains yeah, and brain, it is brains and brawn. Um, and then they weighed down her body, stole a boat, and threw her in the sea. My goodness. So she's... That's like a long endeavour, like... You yeah. know, going from the car to the wood to the boat. Like, it's surprising that they were able to do that without being... Scared. Yeah, I thought that. There's a lot of things there. I mean, st- stealing the boat, that's more evidence. That's someone else who's affected. Another location, another lot of evidence, like another lot of DNA. Although I suppose that wasn't really... Yeah. Um, would have been very early stages. Um, so they were fine. They got away with that for now. Um, that was in August. So on September 10th, 1976, same year, the next month, the men bought a mobile home and they stole a car and they unnecessary yeah 
So the, the, the benefit of the mobile home is that you drive your home to where it wants to be. I love how they and saved also up. Need a car. They bought the mobile home, but they stole the car. <laughs> Can you not just buy a car? Um, and that they didn't no, buy a car. You know all our money is tied up in the mobile home. <laughs> I've binged on this mobile. It's got a cooker. It's got cleaning. But again, that's why you don't need a car. Yeah. Um, so they stole a car and they changed the number plate really, really poorly. And they also bought some paint and they painted it black. So they just went to a shop, bought some black car paint, and they did the most horrific job. So bad a job that when they went to the petrol station, the petrol station attendant was so suspicious that he wrote down the number of the number plate. I think it, he would. Yeah. yeah, he was like that. I mean, black for one, probably splotchy, smeary, possibly emulsion. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of satin wood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he he was very suspicious. So that that's going to come back later. That's important. Right. The next day after they stole this car, Mary Duffy, a young local woman, um, she was a cook, was finishing her shift at a local coffee shop at about 11pm. And she always got a lift home from her brother. And she tried phoning her brother. I assume it was a landline. Um, and her brother was already giving someone else a lift when she called. So she said to the person... Uh, I'm going to start walking. Just tell him to come and get me when he's done. Okay. Um, And Shaw had been watching her and followed her. And he dragged her to the ground and he punched her so hard, her braces broke out of her mouth. Now, I had a look at 1970s braces. And they were like, do you have the little bits that stick on to your teeth yeah. and the bar between they wrapped around your teeth <gasps> you're kidding so they were like wrap around braces so I'm not sure exactly how that came but it it just sounds horrendous that she was punched and they just flew out um, so clearly they found those um, Evans pulled over and sure put her in the car and they drove to Balin a Hinch and pitched a tent and held her captive and again repeatedly raped her so I mean they're in it for some sexual gratification but this is not just yeah. it's more the murder is more of just a way of getting rid of yeah leaving no witnesses basically they want the rape the murder's just because it's seen as like a means to an end uh, so they um, tied her to a tree for 24 hours after that uh, again things like that you think that length of period of time of being exposed would get them caught get them yeah, found yeah I mean I'm assuming it's quite a secluded woods I mean that poor girl she's being raped where are the dog walkers yeah um then they gave her tablets and suffocated her I mean I'm not sure what the point in the tablets was so she didn't struggle possibly I mean they've got her tied up anyway uh I mean I'd I'd rather be high if I'm getting murdered if I'm honest but um, I'd rather not get murdered. So uh, they then weighed down her body with a concrete block and threw it in a lake. They um, found what works for them. Yeah, it worked the first time. And they're time. sticking to it. Stick with what you know. And she wasn't reported missing by family immediately, as they assumed she'd spent the night in town. So they See, that's something that my parents would never have allowed happen. One time, I was like 20 minutes late back from the cinema, and all hell broke loose. <laughs> parents, fr- friends 
parents were called like there was like a group of adults driving around town i was in so much trouble i was like oh my god the bus was late like what do you want <laughs> but that's good that's good that's why you haven't been murdered True. um but she, i mean she was only young but i guess you didn't have mobile phones then and then uh, i think she was old i mean she had a job she was old enough to kind of be like oh, i'm gonna go stay at my friend's house yeah so they're not targeting super super young and i mean obviously they're opportunistic at this point yes this is just like a woman on her own this is done um so investigations into elizabeth's disappearance continued uh people came forward having seen a young girl leaving a pub and then a young girl getting into a car with two men so there started to be some witnesses so like we said Mm. how come people didn't say well they did a little bit uh so after hearing of two men being placed as involved in Elizabeth's disappearance, after they said there were two men involved, the petrol station attendant phoned the police and basically said, there was a dodgy car here, and this is what it looked like, and this is um, the licence plate. And the hunt began for those two men, so now they're linked right. to this murder. Um, and they also connected that to the first murder of Elizabeth what's uh plunkett so that they realized it was the same people just because it was really rare for this kind of thing to happen and there's quite a lot of similarities in those two murders Um, but at this point they were disappearances so shore Evans went out for a third killing and they picked up another young woman now this one's not as well documented so if i'm wrong i apologize but this is what i read uh the woman felt uneasy about the two men so she got in the car with them and then she changed her mind and thought this is weird yeah like i'm in a car with two men that i don't know this probably isn't a good idea and air fresheners make me feel sick yeah and the upholstery is spattered with blood so oh no it wouldn't have been bloody would it um but she had an uneasy feeling anyway uh so she asked to use the toilet uh so she they pulled over went to a pub she went to the toilet climbed out the window of the toilet in order to escape the man good girl well that done is impressive i mean she's really lucky they stopped yeah and that they weren't just like pulled over at the side of the road and like well go behind a bush then or that they even cared she needed the toilet given what they've done i mean yeah they can be like well work. just wait <laughs> well don't worry about it um so she she got away really luckily uh then the car was spotted on September the 27th. So this is 17 days after the second killing. And the men were taken in for questioning. And they were charged with possession of a stolen car. But that was more just to keep them. Because they knew there was a link between them and these women disappearing. And they used Shaw's Catholic faith against him during questioning. Which resulted in him confessing to both killings. And their future plans to kill others. Um, just like preying on the Catholic guilt yeah they kind of said well you're a good Catholic boy how could this happen and easy I... confess afterwards yeah done on your deathbed even um, so apparently during the three hour statement Shaw gave he said God help me the devil made me do it keep him away from me so I'm not sure if he meant Evans or if he actually meant the devil but no one's making you rape and kill two women really like you can bow out, bow out of that at some point. If the devil's got a hold of you. Um, so Shaw seemed upset. Evans didn't seem bothered. He didn't have much remorse for his actions at any point ever. And uh, Protestant bastards. <laughs> and they uh, they were both found guilty of murder. 
and they were both given life sentences. Um, so this was in the seventies. But you're wondering where are they now? Where are they now? We can actually ask me this time because I actually know. Uh, Say, Lucy, where are these guys <laughs> now? Uh, Evans had heart surgery in 2008. Where? Uh, I just have no idea. In prison. Okay. Which resulted in complications and he spent four years in a coma and then he died at age 69. Wow. So he is dead as a door now. And Shaw is still in prison where he will never be released. So there was a talk about them getting out at some point, but the families appealed it, and quite rightly, they were told they could rot in jail. Nope. They ain't never getting out. So that's Shaw and Evans, two disgraceful men. Delightful. Who did some disgraceful actions. I, w- I really want to know, like, I wish they'd had a little podcast of their own like I want to know more about their relationship like what do you what were you bringing to the friendship table like yeah. what was it that interested you did they have a shared obviously the shared hobby and raping I guess but how do you get around to that topic of conversation I mean it must have been Evan sort of inciting that like oh have you ever thought about I know you like raping but rape and murder and maybe I know you like being organised so maybe if we do it like bang on once a week or maybe like we buy in fact steal a car and paint it black and we'll be like and let's get t-shirts definitely t-shirts with nicknames on the back yeah in the Batmobile oh my god are we doing this no Okay, so my murder is, obviously we didn't discuss, but mine's also from the 70s, 74, 76 sort of era. Um, And another one from a similar area too, um, around Lancashire. So It's like we're telepathic. I know. Do you want to do a rape? No. Good. You passed the test. (laughs) Um, so this guy had a nickname is what drew me to him because I love when they get given a nickname by the media because they're usually really pretty rubbish (laughs) Um, this guy was called the Beast of Manchester the Beast of Manchester that makes me think of like a feral animal Um, did he wear a mask? no it literally makes me think of many men from Manchester (laughs) It's not like a gay male. Oh, that's a bear, isn't it? Yeah. Are you thinking of like Alyssa Edwards? Boost! (laughs) Yes. Sorry, there's the murder drag crossover you've all been waiting for. (laughs) Um, So this guy, the Beast of Manchester, Boost, um, is Trevor Hardy. Um, A lovely little man. uh, Height is a big thing for me. Like, when I found out that Charles Manson was only five foot four, I was like, "Oh, it all makes sense now." Small man's and yet also doesn't make sense because how were all these women having sex with him? Trevor Hardy is five seven, exactly the same height as me, so it would be a no from me straight yeah. from the off. Like, there's no amount of Cuban heel that can wreck. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. 
You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In my eyes. Um, so yeah. I don't, I find that's important. I do feel bad for a small man because there's nothing you can do. I mean, was it in the, like, the late 1800s that they could wear a pair, a pair of platforms and it was totally fine? Pattern shoes. Yeah, and now, now there's, there's literally nothing. I think Stand far away. There's, like, a lot of other people that I feel sorry for first before I get round to the short ones. What I find the funniest... Myself is... being one. <laughs> what I find funniest, though, is if they lie on a dating profile about their height, as if you're not going to find that out. Like, oh, I'm six foot two, and they turn up, and you just go, well, they said they were six foot two. Like, we can see you. Yeah, my eyes are level with your forehead. Yeah, like... we know. Um, so, yeah, so, it's again, this is uh, a lot of parallels, so... So Trevor, he was a bully at school, like because he was short. Really, we're mean. gonna get a lot of angry emails from short men. They are not our demographic. They're adorable. <laughs> They're not gonna like that. Adorable. <laughs> um, but so he was not great as a child ever. He spent a lot of time um he moving to like schools, ball stalls, in various institutions at school. Um, his family were quite an ordinary family. His mum and dad both quite, I don't know, I would say work upper work, like middle class, like working class, but like, you know, clean, well paid for together. Yeah. And they were just like really ashamed. Yeah, you like, would be, it was not you? like they didn't really want to tell their friends about it. They, it was not what they were about. Um, he was always doing into theft, petty burglary, like massively young age, because at 15 he went to jail for a year with over 20 burglaries on his rap sheet at 15 years old. So that's the problem with kids, though. What if you get a duffer? Like, <laughs> what if it's not a good one? You can't shove it back in. You know, what can you do? Unless you'd be like um, in Gavin and Stacey, where there's that next door neighbour and she's like, oh, she was a right bitch, though, my daughter, wasn't she? And they were like, yeah. Just did clear to say in them. Well, they didn't because that, like I said, they weren't. They were seemed to be a lovely parents. There was nothing um, untoward, no abuse, no anything like that. Um, and he did still have contact with them as an adult. Um, they had another son, and this came 
Trevor Hardy said was of big significance and his younger brother also felt that the sibling sibling rivalry was a big factor in both his behaviour escalating and the fact that his parents now no longer tolerated his behaviour as much because they were like, well, your brother doesn't do that sort yeah, of thing. Exactly. They hadn't, they had something to compare him to, someone who wasn't getting into fights, who wasn't going out stealing. And it's I like think... when you worked in one company and you think, oh, well, maybe your jobs are like this. Then you worked in another and you're like, well, my last job, they didn't do this. Well, that, like you've got something, you've got a, a benchmark there, haven't you? Well, I think he just, he just took it the way of, like, there's no point trying anymore. Like, I'm never going to be the favourite, so I might as well just the be one. the worst. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, so, once you go out of prison as a teenager, which is difficult. I mean, to be, I get, like, having... If you go to prison at a young age, in your formative years, you're getting exposed to a lot of people that have maybe done worse things than you, and you're not having a family situation like it's not going to help you to rehabilitate I don't as a into no. an adult is it it's not it's not the the path of a well-rounded grown-up um so <laughs> he um the violence increased when he came out he was getting into bar fights regularly going out getting pierced he um what, the story of one time he just stabbed a guy in a leg because yeah, you do that was sort of his thing um so he was regularly carrying knives around with him and other weapons um one night he eventually had a quarrel with a guy over a round of drinks whose turn it was to buy and that, i mean that's a big deal like yeah i do hate those people who will not buy a round i don't know what it's like in america where a lot of our listeners are from but if you go out with a group of people you take turns to buy the round and it's you shouldn't have to bring it up like we shouldn't have to point it out like as soon as we start getting down to the bottom third of your drink someone needs to stand the fuck up yeah. and say I'm gonna get the next ones I hate it though when there's about four people and you're one of them and you know it's your next round and everyone's not talking about leaving and you're like I have a bottle of drink yeah I'm so sorry you have to stay shall I give you some money <laughs> it's that awkward final five minutes where you're like do you want one before we go um, so anyway, he got in a quarrel with a guy about a round of drinks, and he, he knocked the guy out with a pickaxe, <gasps> which he had brought to the pub. Okay. I don't know how he concealed that. Because... Maybe it was like a medieval dress-up night. <laughs> but he, yeah, knocked him out with his pickaxe, and so this guy, he didn't, his intent wasn't to murder, his intent was to fuck him up. But um, this guy went to hospital and did eventually die of his injuries um, oh days later. So he was convicted with wounding to in, um, with intent. In this was in 1974. So then, uh, 1975, about six weeks after his release from prison, um, he Trevor was out walking. It was New Year's Eve. A girl called um, Janet Leslie Stewart was on her way home from a New Year's Eve party and disappeared. The story goes that she met Hardy on her way back and he had stabbed her in the neck and buried her in a shallow grave. Um, I mean, the stabbing in the neck, you'd have to be really close to each other. You know, it's very 
intimate, very yeah. aggressive sort of death well, so to do that. Very her, personal. Just met her walking in the street. Yeah. Um, but this murder, she'd just been assumed missing and was not until after he was caught that this was even connected mm. or brought about. So then, later on, uh, months later, in July 1975, Hardy meets his paramour, who would become a key player in the story. He met 30-year-old Sheila Farrow their first night. They met in a pub. Their eyes met across the what would have been terribly smoky at that time place probably helped and um went back to her (laughs) went back to hers had sex the first time he had said to his brother later wasn't very good they'd done it on the kitchen floor and yeah come on if you do it on the kitchen floor it's not gonna be that great and her eight-year-old boy kept interrupting (laughs) as well it's also believed that this was um oh right I just wrote, I wrote a note here that said virginity and I was about to say that it was his virginity and then I've just remembered what I was referring to which is one of my exes I don't want to say his name but the main one yeah um he he lost his virginity in quite similar circumstances not on the kitchen floor but he was with an eight-year-old <laughs> he was <laughs> babysitting with the girl and they were they were babysitting Ugh. her younger brother, and so like they were getting on his first ever time having sex, and she had to get up halfway through to go and check on her younger brother. Oh no! And I'm not even you don't have to get up halfway through and check, so it couldn't have been amazing. Yeah, if he's but, eight, he's not going to be crying like a newborn. I don't know how old he was. Stop confusing the stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's grim. Um, Something I didn't know. Also, have sex on a kitchen floor. Give it a go. Oh, it's, it's gone. Put a tea towel down. Give it a, a go. A tea towel that's not going to buff up. Memory foam mattress. Put some oven gloves down. And get on with it. <laughs> um, so, no, so he, that was, and from then on, they were together. The, one of the great loves of the century. Despite the crappy sex. Just the first time. Let's come on. Yeah. Let's be balanced. Not Bad all time. sexual encounters are amazing the first time. <laughs> uh, anyway, so moving on from that, uh, sometime later, a body was discovered of Wanda Scala. They, a passerby was walking and saw a pair of legs protruding out of a pile of bricks near a construction site. Um, when they were recovering the body the facial features had been totally mutilated and there were bite marks all over she was 17 and had been walking home from her job in a pub and hardy had beaten her in the head was her cause of death with being hit in the head with one of these bricks um there was no signs of rape or sexual assault other than she'd had one nipple bitten off <gasps> oh god um when the, oh with that the... must have been i mean do you know when someone bites your nipple just a little bit too hard and it's horrifically painful yeah that must have been oh god i, can't I mean it was mentioned it, makes me feel sick. it was mentioned like there was another i um, can't quite remember who but there's a, that hardy had been researching other murderers and there was one person who 
had bitten nipples off and they think he was sort of trying it mm. out as like a signature thing um but then like i said the face had been mutilated and uh, officers needed to search for her eyes that were missing <gasps> oh god and they were later found oh, about eyes, isn't buried in her abdomen like oh. he'd really just played with it taken out the eyes and put them somewhere else um her there was also various other things missing her handbag a ring um her shoes odd things that he'd taken as souvenirs um it's believed that initially he had thought um yeah he thought she was someone else um, oh no! But, I mean, not that it's okay because it was for the other woman, the poor woman. Um, so anyway, girl, really. Two days later, um, when the while it was still a crime scene, um, they her shoes had been returned. Had been they they re- found the shoes mm. which previously hadn't been there. So Hardy had obviously returned to the scene of the crime and replaced them, um, almost like he was taunting them or he'd taken them as a souvenir and then thought oh god this is too incriminating must put them back but they i just can't comprehend the how you would they say return to the scene of the crime but to actually do it is a whole other matter it's a strange thing to do isn't it rather than just burn them or throw them out or give them to a charity shop or um so trevor hardy's younger brother the lovely Colin. He went over to around a few, a little while after this, went over to his parents' house. And as we said, Trevor was still in contact with his parents and Trevor was there. Now, Colin had, and him had never got on because of this rivalry. And so he wasn't really comfortable with it. But Trevor had persuaded him, like, come out for a drink with me. And I think even then was frightened, a bit intimidated. And Trevor, like I said, was well known for getting in fights, bar fights, carrying weapons. He wasn't the sort of person that you said no to if he wanted it. Um, So they went out for a drink. And as soon as they had a couple of drinks, Trevor began boasting to his brother about the fact that he'd killed Wanda Scala. Oh, my God. Um, Complete deadpan, no emotion. And almost as if he was like a power trick, just saying like trying to threaten him, try to intimidate him and say that he'd done this stuff um his lovely sheila farrow was there too and hardy insisted that both him and sheila went back to colin's house like come on let's go back let's party let's have more drinks they got back and um trevor basically still started beating him up beating up colin like knocked got him he was unconscious by the end and immediately after said to colin's wife Make of the beans on toast then. <laughs> which she had to while he was lying there unconscious, which oh again absolutely terrified of him. Yeah. She just did it and then until they and just oh totally placated God. him until he left. So the next day, Colin was okay and very bravely um went to the police to report his brother. Yeah. I mean, knowing oh. that he was so violent that he would know exactly who it was as well that had reported him. There was no, like, he told him. He would know exactly who it was. Um, so he went and reported it to police and Trevor was arrested. But once there, just denied everything. So it was his word against yeah. Collins. Um, the only way they could do it was to get some evidence. And the only physical evidence they had was this was the bite mark where the nipple had been bitten off. Oh. 
So they go to Trevor to take um, teeth, impression. ident- teeth yeah. impressions and discovered that whilst he'd been alone in his cell, he had somehow arranged for a file to be smuggled in and, and had filed his down his teeth. Oh my God. Surely that's enough. Lock him up. Come Ex- on. I thought that. I was like, surely the fact that his teeth had been filed. I mean, apparently the, um, I watched a documentary about it and someone said that he had filed his teeth what must have been past nerve level. <gasps> oh, like, no. The level of you know, commitment to doing that it would have been so Sucking painful to do it to yourself. Um, ridiculously painful. So any lengths. And I think surely that tells you like that he's so, so guilty. Like he's never eaten a fudge again in his life. Which probably would have been fine had Sheila, Lady Love, um, not given him an alibi too. Oh. Um, so he was let go. Do you think that was out of fear or do you think she was just infatuated? Oh, she loved him at that no. point. So obviously Colin's shitting himself like at this point. Yeah. Um, Trevor shows up at his house. <gasps> no. And... <laughs> Where is the police on the door? Come on. Well, this is what I'm saying. So they called the police immediately. And as it was the 70s, they didn't show up and arrest him because he was just there. So they just proper kicked the shit out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Just beat him up. And they're like, on your way, lad. Um, So then, so that was in around July. In December, as just a random little twist in the tale of 1975, there was a fire in the neighbourhood. And Trevor actually rescued the family who were in the house and was in all the newspapers, um, oh, being praised as like a local hero. Smile. Yeah, um, but it would actually later come out that he'd started the fire himself. <laughs> so no. it wasn't that he was just passing by. I was like, "Yeah, I'll save you." Um, not sure whether it was a done because he wanted to be the hero, yeah. or whether he set fire to the house and then thought, "Oh shit, there's people inside." Yeah. Um, that was just a little bizarre twist in his tail. Um, so then nothing for a while. And we get to March of the following year. And Sharon Mossoff um, went missing on her way home from town. And her body was found in a canal only 200 yards from her house. Um, and turned out that she'd been strangled with her own tights <gasps> and thrown in. And the nipple had been bitten off again. No. I mean, my immediate thought was, where are you buying your tights from? Because when I put on any pair of tights, those bitches are getting laddered. I couldn't strangle a thing with my tights. I can barely get them on my legs yeah. without damage. <laughs> so 70s tights were either lead-lined or... Yeah. Let me know. But he's got no teeth. He's still biting off nipples. He's got some teeth. Like he filed them down to like little sharky so he's points. Have to file them all again to make sure he doesn't get teeth impressions. Well, at this point, he was then on the run because he had tried to attack a woman in a pub toilet, so and was wanted for that. So he was on the run. The police went round to visit Sheila, and they had split up at this point, and she was not holding back. She was do- the perfect. Um, ex-revenge was like yep I lied before no. he doesn't have an alibi for the night of Wanda Scarlet's like, murder break up with me will you yeah. well Get shit's going well so he was arrested um, immediately when they knew that the alibi was false and basically just confessed oh. he didn't really 
well, there wasn't much reason to deny it at this point. They had the fact that he'd filed his teeth down, he'd confessed it to his brother and no alibi anymore. So he confessed to both Wanda Scala's and to Sharon Mossoff's murder with, um, and also to missing Leslie Stewart yeah. from before, who they hadn't even suspected him of. When they went and found her body, they found that he'd actually kept going back. Once he'd killed her and buried her, he'd been going back and removing things from the body oh for the past year. So trying to prolong that high of having killed her. Because it seemed like they were opportunistic. Well, they were opportunistic, girls walking home. Yeah. But yet he was also getting a real satisfaction. He's enjoying the violence. Keeping souvenirs of what he's done. Um, he claimed all the murders were just a mugging gone wrong. That he'd tried to mug them and then it hadn't worked out and he'd ended up having to kill them. And he's one of those amazing ones that, when it got to trial, fired his QC and was like, I'm going to defend myself. Was, uh, like, when has that worked out? I don't know. I think... There was one who did it really well. <laughs> Wasn't there one that you talked about before that did a really good job of defending himself and everyone was well impressed? I don't know if it was Bundy, actually. I'll have to look that up. Oh, yeah. Bundy did. Yeah. Tried to do it, and they were like, well, he's still going to jail, but he did a pretty good job, mate. Um, so, yeah. So, it, <laughs> they didn't give a shit. Um, and he was given life, meaning life. And he served 35 years in prison before dying there. Good. So, the Beast of Manchester was no more. No. He's gone. He's definitely gone. Boost! Boost! Please comment, rate, review, tell your friends, subscribe, all those things. Uh, share the love. Uh, don't forget, uh, if you are the top city, then you will feature on our mini episode. So we have a new um, top city next week. Uh, on Twitter we are Slaughter the Pod um, on Facebook if you type in S apostrophe laughter um, true crime will come up you can add as a friend um, then I'll add you to the group or just add yourself to the group and I'll approve it uh, email slaughterthepodcast at gmail.com um, yeah please tell your friends leave reviews uh, even if they are uh, really quite angry angry reviews about how we don't like guns and we're anti-gun crime that was one of my favourite reviews that to be fair I think you can only see it if on American iTunes but it was uh, a very angry <laughs> review that we were not pro-gun I mean we're British and to be honest I don't even remember talking about guns but trying to find a British person who's pro-gun is like trying to find a British person who's got good teeth. It's just not going to happen. Or who like, doesn't drink tea. Yeah, it's not going to happen. We do, we're not into guns in Britain. So I'm sorry. Uh, I stand by it. <laughs> if you want a pro-gun podcast, this is not the one. It's not I don't know you. who we are for at this point. <laughs> We've turned so many people just, away. Just me. This is not for you or you this or is you. For ourselves. If you're still listening and you're enjoying it, this is for you. We love you. Thank you. Please tell your friends. You might enjoy it as well. Remember, listening to Slaughter doesn't make you a psycho. Killing people does. Bye. Bye. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.